Nudson. What's up, Tursky? This is Two Guys Talking Golf. That's right. And this episode brought to you by Fujikura, the brand new Axiom Iron Shafts. And listen, Axiom is the groundbreaking new performance composite iron shaft from Fujikura, featuring the one and only Velo Core technology from the Ventus shafts. So what you want to do is you definitely want to go out, find a Fujikura dealer near you to upgrade your iron shafts in your existing irons. Or when you get fit this season for a new set of irons, ask to try Axiom. Axiom is available in 75, 105, and even 125 gram weights with a variety of flexes. So it's a, you know, you've got a range for everybody. Find a dealer near you to schedule a fitting for Axiom iron shafts at fujikuragolf.com forward slash Axiom, A-X-I-O-M. So fujikuragolf.com forward slash Axiom. Check those things out, man. They're nice. Hey, you don't have to convince me. That's right. Don't be pointing at me like that. Hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm pointing at everybody. It's everybody out okay, there. Okay, good. <laughs> good. So we're all getting pointed at. That's right. Every... All right, listen. <laughs> we have a packed episode today. Yeah. We're going to get to you. Okay. And your golf adventures today. <laughs> we're going to get into Nolens. Yeah. The Zurich Classic. A lot of equipment news coming out of there. But first, the biggest golf news. We got to send some prayers up to Tiger Woods. Brutal, man. Absolutely brutal. Ankle fusion surgery. I guess it's like a joint just below the ankle. Yeah. Um, just a quick word to all the people being like, all right, it's time for Tiger to hang it up. Just shut up. <laughs> it's too early for this. Tiger's obviously been in severe pain. You know, he's limping around. Um, he toughed it out for the early part of the year, played the Masters, made the cut. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable that he made the cut. Um, and yeah, he's searching to get pain free. I know it's another surgery. We don't know how invasive, you know, what the process is going to be like for him rehabbing, you know, what his plan is going forward. But at this point in his career, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he wants to take three years off and rehab and then play the masters and then get another surgery and then play the open championship. Like he can do whatever he wants. And I think um, the people just like calling for him to retire on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, whatever social media app you use, just shut up. <laughs> Nutson, what do you got on this? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, we knew, you know, watching the Masters, you could tell he was not, you know, it, just the way he walked. You, you knew he was in pain. You knew something was bothering him, whether it was the leg. Now we find out it was the ankle. But you just could tell he wasn't kind of himself. And like you said, he gutted it out and made the cut. And, you know, unfortunately wasn't able to finish, but, you know, for, like you said, people to say, you know, retire, get away, whatever, he's not built like that. Like that's, that's a, he'd, like you and I would maybe go through half of the surgeries he went through and we would have called it quits and, you know, whatever. But there's a reason why he is one of the greatest of all time. And that's because he just wants to be the best and he can't shut off that competitive nature that he has and he wants to go play he wants to win he thinks he, he knows he can still win so you know again and we don't know i mean at least i don't I'm, I'm not a doctor i have no idea what this surgery is i mean is it something that in like you know the the rehab for it is two months and he's good to go and he's back hitting balls or is it longer i mean we, we just don't know and you know maybe somebody out there who is you know some type of foot surgeon maybe knows better than us and if he says retire hey maybe he has a little more knowledge but most of us aren't and I, I think we don't really know what the status is now. And, and I think none of us want to see him go. I mean, we know it's going to happen eventually, but nobody, none of us want to see him actually retire and fade off into the, the distance because it's going to be a sad day in golf. It really is. Very well said, Nudson. I think I've made my point clear already. <laughs> That's all I got on the topic. Just prayers up for him. Hopefully he gets to a point where he's pain-free, can walk around. You know, he always references he wants to be able to play with his kids, enjoy his life. So that's priority number one. Let's get that out of the way first. Yep. Okay. You had the golf league start today. <sighs> yep, we did. Thursday night men's league, baby. First week, I uh, I was super excited. I agonized way too long about what was going in the bag. I, mm-hmm. I might have mm-hmm. gone. I'm going to push it a little far. I might have gone a little far. Uh, putting a bunch of different things in the bag, stuff that didn't make sense, whatever. But 
that's what I love to do. It's uh, you know I'm I'm a I'm a club guy, and that's what I love. So it was a, a nice night, a little cooler than I think a lot of us expected. The forecast was a little chillier, but still a great night. Not too windy, not too cold. I was you know pants, vest, polo, and I was at the very end. It was starting to get a little chilly. I could have maybe thrown out a quarter zip or something, but it was uh, yeah, it was a good night. Um, you know, I, I think everybody but one guy showed up uh, in the league. One guy's still down in Florida, so uh, we had a good turnout. All twenty, all twenty three of the twenty four guys were there, and uh, yeah, it was a good night. So uh, I didn't play. I didn't play. Like I, I'm, I, I'm. It's kind of one of those rounds where I'm not really mad at it, but I'm also I'm not like jumping for joy at it. There was some, like how bad did it go out there? So, from off the tee, and for the most part, even out of the fairway hitting shots, I was actually hitting the ball decent. I hit the ball off the tee really well. Um, played a lot of conservative shots. It was you know there's a little bit of wind, so I was playing conservative, hitting a lot of hybrids and things like that. And uh, but my my wedge game and my putting, I mean, which again, this is my second time playing in two thousand in two thousand twenty three. I played January second uh, with a guy from our office who it was it was like a fifty degree day, so we ran out, found a course that was open, we played. So this is only the second time playing off grass this year, and the wedge game was just inconsistent. And I I I what was I putted bad? I just could not get the ball in the hole. I lipped out a handful of shots. It was just it was one of those like I look at what I did well and what I didn't do well, and they kind of equaled out, and it was just kind of an average round. Um, and I just plugged along. I didn't make any huge mistakes. I just made a bunch of bogeys, a couple pars, and I ended up shooting 41. So, okay. 41's not bad. No, I was expecting to hear like 46, 47. No, but, but, but the way I hit it, it easily should have been around in the thirties. And if the putter got hot, it could have got, Mm -hmm. it could have got, got a little low. Um, so like on hole eight, which is the, the par five on the front nine is the longest hole in the course. Uh, I hit a drive, kind of hit a little, you know, hit a little draw, but I hit it decent, hit it dead center on the, the club face, just kind of hit it a little low left. Ran out, though, and I had like two, I think I had 235, but the ball was sitting up, and I had the burner, the mini driver in the bag. Oh, you I brought with it. the burner? I hit, I hit it twice. I brought it. I don't even have one. I know. This is unfair. So I've got an 11.5 head, which is too low. So I hit it once off the tee, and I hit it once off the turf. So I was sitting there okay. looking, and I was like, do I go for it? And I was like, you know what? I've made a bunch of bogeys, like, Heck with it. Like, let's, what, what are we doing here? Uh, hit it dead solid. I, I can't hit it high enough. I need either the 13 and a half head or whatever. The 11 five off the deck is just, I don't hit it high enough, Okay, but I smoked it, hit it dead center of the face, little draw, baby draw, run it up on front of the green. So I'm on the green by like two feet. Ooh, nice shot. Yeah. Pin is basically middle. So you hit like a burner. <laughs> I hit a little burner, a little burner in there. <laughs> and so I've got like a 20 footer for Eagle and mm-hmm. I misread it a little bit, but not bad. I hit it hit it to the hole, and I'm like two feet left. I just misread it. I thought it was going to break a little harder right than it did. Okay. Lip out the birdie. <laughs> Tap in par. A little two-footer? Yeah, two-footer lipped it out. I mean, it was just that. What kind of league is this? Is, is it like you're putting everything out, or you have gimme? You can gimme it. Uh, the guy I was playing was struggling, so he wasn't giving me much. He just wasn't. He was a little quiet by that point. He'd had a rough day, and he really wasn't giving anything. Um <laughs> So I, I putted it out. I mean, I, well, I mean, it lipped out. I had a, not even a foot, and I just you know tapped it in. But um, yeah, I had a two footer for 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 birdie. Lipped it out, and that was like my day. Like I lipped out a couple par putts that I just you know it was just that day where I couldn't get anything in the hole. I couldn't hit a wedge close. I just you know I, I was hitting at like below average shots, but then hitting it above average off the tee. So it. Uh, it's not bad. A couple guys went low. A couple guys shot 38s. My brother actually shot a 38. I think it's his best round he's ever shot in the league in his, like, wow. I think it's his third year. He doesn't normally beat you. No, not usually, no. He uh, Immediate bragging oh, rights right off the bat. And the worst part about it, so, so I, I was in the last group. I was in the last group of the day. We get done, and we were playing a little slow because, like I said, we had, we had a guy or two that were kind of struggling, and we were, they were searching for some balls. So I put my stuff in my car. I'm walking in to go see the boys, have a, have a beverage. And my brother and one of our buddies who just joined the league this year are walking out. So we stopped, talked to him. Hey, how'd you play? Whatever. Our buddy's like, you know, yeah, I had fun, whatever. And then I told him about, you know, yeah, I shot, you know, 41. And then I, my brother didn't even say anything. And I was like, oh, how'd you play? And he's like, I shot 38. 
I was like, oh, just the, he was just waiting like, for you to ask. Just the casual, just yeah, just like the casual, like throw it out there. That's dirty. So, yeah, it was. Uh, he set you up for that. But hey, he played well. I didn't. Right, I got two uh, two follow up questions. All right. You said you went a little nuts with the equipment. Yeah. Now we don't have to go through the whole bag. Um, for the people who you know respond to us in the comments on. Uh, Instagram, YouTube. We are going to do a full "What's in the Bag" episode. <laughs> I think we're going to do it next week. Yeah, we'll do our head-to-head. I've made a lot of changes. I know you just constantly, yeah. week to week. So whatever you say <laughs> in that episode will will change for sure. But I think we're planning on doing it next week. So let's not go through the whole bag. Just pick out like two of your favorite experiments from the day. So I think, and then I'll hit you with my second question. <laughs> so I think the biggest experiment, which I, I posted on on. The Club Junkie Instagram, the other podcast I do, I I posted on there the full what the full what's in the bed that I brought today, which again okay. a lot of experiments, and the one question which I was like this guy spot on was why do all your wedges not match in terms of shaft brands grind like nothing like there were nothing so the wedge area was interesting but I wanted to take so I had my fifty two degree or which is fifty I bent it is my old MG three from last year I got a mill grind fifty really like that. Um, and then I had the brand new Cleveland RTX 656 oh, okay. in black. So I've got chrome raw face, all black wedge, uh, the Cleveland RTX 6, because I wanted to hit it. I want to try it. Uh, and then the 60 was the brand new uh, Adele SMS uh, 50, uh, Ooh, okay. 60 with the P grind, which is the brand new grind from them they just came out with. And so the, they had different shafts. Like the, the 60 had a, a Modus 125 wedge. The Cleveland had the stock like one spinner one fifteen, and the fifty two or the fifty had a, a breakthrough a BGT breakthrough golf technology zone ZNE. <laughs> so like no matching, whatever, just a hodgepodge. But I wanted to try all the stuff. I wanted to hit the new P grind. I've had it. I just haven't That's got fair. it on grass. I wanted to go hit it. Same thing with the RTX six. I wanted to hit those on the on grass. See how they how the turf interaction was. How they played. So. Yeah, those things, if I'm building an actual gamer bag, are those going to be in the bag? Probably not. We're going to go something a little more matching. But I had some stuff I wanted to hit. But that was the wildest kind of part of the bag in terms of the setup. Well, there's two ways to take that, I guess. One is that there's 14 tools in the bag. Yep. Each one has a purpose, and you got to find the purpose for each of your 14 slots. Two is I don't recommend anyone else do that ever <laughs> no. when they're going out to actually play golf. <laughs> now, I do encourage experimentation, yep. obviously. We encourage that a lot on the show. Um, how are you going to find what you want if you don't experiment with everything? Agree. So there's that, but also, I mean, I don't want to call you crazy, but, yeah, you know. It, uh... You know. It, it might have been a little too much. I, I, I admit that that one might have went a little far uh, with this bag, but, hey, whatever. It was It was fun. Now my second question. We need a burner review, like a scale of 1 to 10. Where are you at with it? You know, does it play as good as it looks? The people need to know. Um, I'll tell you what, the sound and feel are phenomenal. Super muted, really like... Okay. Because lo- it, it's got a different sound than the Stealth, because it's got a titanium face and, you know, carbon crown. Um, much quieter than I thought, uh, especially the first shot I hit it off the tee uh, on a whole five or six six hit out the tee really muted i was really shot face is like really soft as well you really feel the ball compress i hit it pretty much dead flush that day too does fly a little low the 11 five comes out a little uh it comes out flatter you know you get it up in the air it's not like it's a worm burner you have to carry a ton of speed it's just a very much flatter trajectory than i expected i expected it to kind of get up in the air super quick and be this kind of maybe a little sharper apex at the top of the 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 trajectory Actually, came out pretty flat. It seems to be. I mean, I don't have a launch monitor out there, but it seems to be pretty low spin from how flat it came out, and it 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 was going pretty straight. Like I mean, like I said, I, I hit a little tight draw off the deck that didn't get super high, but it went a long way. Uh, and then hitting off the the tee, it was into the wind, and I hit it down there pretty far uh, on six, which I, I mean, I play this course all the time. Um, and it was a little into the wind, and I still got one down there pretty good and had just a short wedge in. So, uh, you know, with just two shots under my belt, I'd say it, it, it's it's pretty powerful, and it's actually pretty forgiving. What shaft do you have in there? Uh, so I, I, the boys at TaylorMade sent it over with the, the UST Pro Force Gold 65 and regular flex. And I know I don't carry the speed like you do or a lot of other guys do, and I'm slowing down. But I put in a, uh, a Nippon, uh, Nippon 
Reggio Formula B+, which a lot of guys haven't hit yet, but it's kind of their... Uh, it matches the Modus 120 in terms of profile. So it's a little bit mid-low launch, lower spinning uh, shaft, and 75-gram X. So I had that in there. Um, and it was a good matchup. I mean, like I said, the feel on it was was really phenomenal. Would you go like a little whippier on it? Try to get the launch up, a little more spin? Or are you going to do it with the head? Like, how are you going to go about this burner experiment? Yeah, I mean... I just don't. I was talking to a guy in my group. I, I was playing with this guy Jay, who's an awesome guy in my league. He's a gearhead, just like us. He loves Golf WRX. He's a big fan. Um, so him and I were talking the whole day about just equipment, whatever. And I was walking down eight after I, I hit my shot, and I was like, I still just don't know where I'd put this in my bag. I just don't see where it is. Um, you know, like three wood. I hit that one good off the deck, but I just don't see myself consistently hitting off the deck. And if it's like a fairway tight lie. I just really don't know if I can hit it high enough. So I would say if I was going to further the experiment, I'd go. A thir- I'd want to try the 13.5 head, um, and I probably would go something a little higher launching, like, you know, a Kylie Blue or, you know, a, a Ventus TR Red or something like that, something a little higher launching shaft. Um, but I would kind of do those two things to see if maybe I can squeeze it in the bag. I just don't know if it'll fit for my game. Well, we could really for the further the experiment along i'll give you my address you can send it on over here <laughs> yeah i about to say that'd be a great experiment i'd love that one. yeah no i said i, I noticed i was really impressed though sound and feel like it's really really good i think the people who are going to put this in the bag are going to be really impressed with uh with the sound and feel of the head it's really good all right well that was uh nudson's league yep i'm sure we'll be doing some sort of weekly update on that because <laughs> i find it very entertaining hey. um we'll do a what's in the bag off or head-to-head, what's in the bag? We'll have uh, people pick who's what's in the bag's better. We'll run that back next week. This week, let's get into dessert, because we did have some interesting stuff going on. I know it's a little bit more of a relaxed-type deal down in Nolens, because it's a two-man event, yep. or a two-player event. Um, the most interesting team out there, of course, John Daly and David Duvall. Yeah, I mean... Now we... We've uh, we've talked a lot recently about John Daly's setup. We've seen it, videos of it. We've talked about it on the podcast, all that. We have not seen David Duvall's What's in the Bag in like three years. Yeah. So I was definitely excited to see uh, what he was gaming. Um, shout out Greg Moore, legendary Golf WRX What's in the Bag photographer. He was all over it. Got photos of everything in his bag. He was testing uh, some putters. So I don't know if what's photoed in that Golf DeBurex forum thread will be the gamer putter, but we got everything else. Yeah. What was your takeaway from Duval's setup? Obviously, Callaway through the bag. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, it was, it was funny that you mentioned like we haven't seen it in a while. Like I kind of forgot he was on Callaway staff. To be to be honest with you, I kind of forgot he was a, a Callaway guy, and he he kind of signed with them as an ambassador a little while ago. Um, I think the biggest standout is. That he's still playing some big boy shafts. I mean, for being an, an older yep. guy, a guy who could easily, you know, could play on the Champions Tour, all that. I mean, speeder, uh, the 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 speeder TR uh, in an eight fifty seven in a in an Apex Utility. That's a big boy shaft, man. I hit the seven fifty seven TR, and that thing is stout. Like that's that takes some some effort to get moving. Um, you know, TR six X uh, or or Ventus Blue or Ventus TR Blue six X in the driver. Played a triple diamond paradigm, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know it's a pretty classic setup. Uh, I think a lot of Callaway staffers would kind of rock something very similar if you just kind of threw kind of a stock setting at it with TCB irons. Uh, had it looks like a lot of the new grinds uh, on the the wedges. I mean, the W grind. I think mm-hmm. he had um, two W's and what is it like a J or something like that? He had in there, so he had some pretty interesting stuff. The putter, the Toulon Garage is is beautiful. Uh, he had that. Uh, the Santa Monica uh, is, you know, just a beauty, especially with that different milling on the face. They go to a kind of more traditional milling uh, on the face instead of the diamond one. Uh, but just with a cool the dot for the alignment. Yeah, the dot well on top. But I love that look. Just a solid shout out, Tiger. Yeah, just a solid bag. But like I said, the, the, the biggest thing was taken away was just looking at some of the, um, you know, utility iron KBS prototype 105X. Uh, you know, the the heavy boy in the in the. Uh, in the apex utility. So it's just kind of interesting to see him still bring in some pretty serious shafts, uh, even, you know, at a little old rage when you know, he's not carrying the club head speed he had, you know, back in his prime. 
I love it. It was just, you know, Duvall's one of those guys. He's one of the goats in the gear world. Um, kind of an ambassador for custom gear and getting us all fired up back in the day. So just getting an update on him was cool to see. Yeah. And I love, like, like you said, he's really playing like a current tour setup right now. And he's 51 years old. Yeah. Now, him and John Daly, I don't want to say definitely won't compete, but they're going to struggle out there. Yeah. They will. It's just kind of inevitable. I mean, you know, and John, I mean, what, I mean, I know he had, what, like full, like knee or hip replacement, like just to be like end yeah. of last year. I mean, is he, is he even a hundred percent to go? I mean, is he feel like he can really still swing it the same way? I mean, he's probably still rehabbing, still probably still doing some, some physical therapy. So, you know, I can't say that he's probably a hundred percent either, which doesn't help. Two legends though, in the golf world in general, two legends in our world of golf to beer gear. Um, they'll definitely have the biggest galleries out there. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So it's nothing but fun. I'm I'm happy that they're in the event. Really cool to see both of them out there. How um, how about how? Yep. What if you were able to go back and daily devolve in their prime? Would anybody be able to touch that duo like Tiger Phil in their prime against Daily Duvall in their prime? Are you saying golf wise? Yeah. Like absolute prime, like you go Tiger and Phil in their prime. I don't know if anyone's taking them. I'm just saying, including, you know, you know, (laughs) Jack Nicholas. I mean, that would be a great match. Now, Daly and Duvall playing a best ball format or like a scramble format. They could definitely fill it up. I mean, Daly can if he's driving it anywhere near on the planet, they could keep up, but. Tiger and Phil would be deadly. I mean, I don't know. Duvall. Come on. I mean, Duv- Come on. Duvall for that, sh- that, that, what is it, that short stretch where he was, I mean, number one in the world. The guy was an absolute killer. When he put on the big Oakley shades, look out, baby. He was a machine. In, in his prime. He had, his prime didn't last, like, no. very long. I mean, he had, what, three, four years. No. So if you hit all of them in the right window, it would be an entertaining match. Oof. Man. But, It'd be Tiger, really. Tiger and his Tiger and his prime could play with just the seven iron. I think he'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Make almost for real. Anyway, we'll go from uh, two legends to two other legends. Zach Johnson, obviously still active yeah. on PJ Tour, but becoming a legend in his own right. Also teamed up with Steve Stricker. Yeah, legend. Who I believe is he's kind of getting up there. I think he's fifty six. Yeah, he's some. He's um, he's. Champions Tour eligible, let's put it that way. Yeah, but he in the field this week, and of course we had to dive into his what's in the bag. Fire. I was especially interested in the putter. Like, does he still have the white hot number two in there or what? <laughs> or has he changed? He is not. It's still in there. It's still alive and well. Yeah. So we got photos, videos of it. Um, it's up on the Golf WRX Instagram. Nice close-up view, all the dents, all the dings, the scratches, the pounds of lead tape on the <laughs> sole. Um, the white hot insert itself it is not as worn down as you would expect because he did have it replaced recently. I think it was either 2019, 2020, just like a couple years ago, he had that replaced, and that was the only time he replaced it since he put it in play. Yeah. So I wanted to catch up with Stricker. This week, just to talk about the putter. I mean, okay. it might be the second most winning putter in PGA Tour history. Huh. So there's Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, that's number one with the Scotty. By, that's by miles. Not up for debate. Yeah. Then you have, you got Jordan Spieth with his yeah. 009. He's won a lot. Brant Snedeker with his Rossi. Yeah, that's that's a sneaky one. Like, that's won a lot of money. Yeah. But has it won as much as Stricker? Stricker has, so I was looking at um, just his career and results and trying to figure out exactly when he switched. Because I did ask him. He didn't know. He wasn't sure whether it was like <laughs> 2000 or 2005, 2006. Like, it was so long ago. You know, he can't pinpoint exactly. And through the photos, I couldn't. But we're thinking, like I asked uh, Johnny Wonder and some guys at Odyssey, we're thinking 2005. It was either the end of 2004, start of 2005 is when he put it in. And he only had three wins before that. Afterwards, he had 
nine more PGA Tour victories and then 12 PGA Tour Champions <laughs> Tour victories. So that's 21 wins. And throughout his career, I think he has, uh, it was like $43 million in career earnings, the majority of which came with that putter. Yeah. So I don't know where that puts it on the single club leaderboard, but it's got to be extremely high. Yeah, I would, I would think so. I'm trying to think of what uh like i was thinking like kind of like oh phil but phil went kind of ran through i mean they're always like that heel shafted blade but he had like three four of them and he's gone through a handful of different ones so you know one didn't win everything for him uh but you're right there's jack nicholas with the uh george Lowe. yeah i mean won a million events but i think he's only won 5.6 million or 5.1 million (laughs) in his career Obviously, with inflation, if you adjust it, he's won like five hundred sixty million. But yeah, it's... Um, he's just not in the ballpark because you know the prize money wasn't the same. True. So, like, if we're talking literally and technically, I think Stricker's putter might be the second most winning putter of all time. Yeah, the the, the other one that I think could be sneaky, and it'd be interesting, like you said, to, to see a list. I, I think the one that would also be sneaky would be Luke Donald's number seven. Because when he was like, oh, yeah. when he was number one in the world, he never all that, took that. He didn't take that out of just, the bag until like two weeks ago yeah. at the Valero, literally. And I mean, at that time when he was like number one in the world, I mean, he won a ton of money with. It. I mean, nowhere near Tiger or whatever, but I mean, it, I bet that thing's up there in terms of wins. When you look at he that, he just stretch. doesn't have the wins. Yeah. He never really won a lot. No, but he was. Oh, it was, but he did rack up money. He racked up money. He was racked That's up top tens like crazy. But so I talked to Stricker. Um, I did want to ask when he thought he put it in play and just his take on it being like the second most winning putter, he didn't really say too much. He just kind of agreed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have one. I have one a lot. Um, but I'll just read some of his quotes here. Um, I asked him if a particular moment with the putter stood out. He was like, I don't know, just the longevity of it in general and all the Ryder cups with it. He's a big Ryder cup guy. So yeah, of course he threw the Ryder cup in there and he did have that in play for a lot of his, uh, playing career in the Ryder Cups. He said, I've made some big putts with it over my career. That goes without saying. I've tried to go away from it at times, but I always gravitate back to it. It's just one of those things that never goes too far away. Then he said he messed around with the wrist lock, and he oh. actually won the Bridgestone senior event with wrist lock. He was like, but that was just a one-time thing. <laughs> um, he does do his own lead tape work on there. I like that. He's like, I'm noticing my lead tape is starting to wear off and slide over. <laughs> and he's losing some lead tape as it keeps going in and out of the bag, which is funny. He said it's probably around D2, but he had it at D4 to start the year. Uh, he also changed to a Scotty Cameron cord grip on that. A lot of Scotty Cameron grips yeah. are going on these putters lately. That's JT, Rory, Stricker. Um. And then I asked him, you know, what? where should the putter go after it finally gets hung up? Like, is it going to the Hall of Fame? Are you keeping it? Do you sign it and give it away? He was like, it's, it's probably going to stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> so my daughters pick it up every now and then and take a putt with it here and there. He said Jonathan Bird picked it up yesterday, as in like, yeah. at uh, Zurich. And Bird was saying, wow, it, it does feel really good. And then Stricker said, it's just one of those things. Feels good. Looks good. It's been in my hand a long time. It's hard to look at something else in my hand. So <laughs> it's in the bag still. It's just so cool seeing, like, you know, the dents out on the toe, the scratches all over it, the the lead tape. And knowing that he puts the lead tape on himself makes it even cooler. It's awesome. So it's just one of those greatest of all time putters right there. Yep. And he is one of the greatest of all time putters as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue. I mean, what him, I mean, you look at, yeah, I mean, overall longevity. I mean, you can look at a guy like, you know, Jordan Spieth's been a great putter. He was amazing, but then he kind of fell off. Like, Stricker's just always been a really good putter. It's like him and Ben Crenshaw. He just never misses putts. Yeah, That's the thing. Like, him and Ben Crenshaw just, I mean, they're two guys who just, their putting is unbelievable, and it was their whole career. <laughs> like, it's not just like a, they got hot one year, won a bunch of tournaments, and then they, they went away. Like, it's all the time. It's because a constant. It's like gravity. All right. So that's all I got on Strick. I noticed we it. Did, we did do a uh, full what's in the bag. Yeah. Um, 
He still has SM4s in there. Yeah, SM4s. Or he has uh, SM4 lob wedge at least. Yeah, SM4 lob and maybe a no. He's an SM7 uh, SM7 sand, a four lob and an eight gap wedge. <laughs> so, or I should have asked him about that. Like, how do you decide on which model goes with which loft? Yeah, he's he's still got um, Apex Pro 2019. I think they're dot heads. They made a, a smaller kind of like shallower cavity dot head back when they made those. And they look, it, it's hard to tell exactly just from the photos, but they look like they might be dot heads. They're like a matte finish, which is pretty cool. Just an awesome set of looking set of irons. And I want to say he's had that Titleist H1 hybrid in there forever. Forever. That was 2014, I think. Yeah. it's That thing came out. Still there. And then he's he's got, uh, he's still got the Fujikura Speeder motor uh shaft yeah you gotta love that he was talking on the range with someone i just kind of overheard him and i think he is doing like a little driver testing and trying out some new shafts but he ain't there yet (laughs) he he ain't quite there on the changing those uh those those v those speed motorist speeder vc 6.2 7.2 whatever uh tour specs were just ridiculous i mean i think jt still i think it is motori i always say motor i think it's motore motore uh the motore speeder vc the point twos the tour specs were i think jt still plays one in his what is like is his five wood or seven wood or something like that he still plays one in when, yeah that's true in one of his higher lofted woods so that thing's uh it, it's a legend i remember that thing was the the shaft when it came out to get your hands on i never personally played it but i know it was the shaft um, all right, so let's go from a goat to a king. <laughs> and when we say king, we can only be referring to Scott Pearson. Yep. The lead tape king. Unbelievable. So his caddy strolls up, puts the bag down on the putting green. Me and Greg just kind of look at each other. <laughs> Roll over the bag. Fresh lead tape job on the irons. <laughs> and they are caked. He's got that like really wide lead tape. Yep. And it's stacked. There must be 14, 16 pieces of lead tape on each iron. Oh, it's, it's so And much. I just love how he does it. It's so fascinating to see like up close photos. And we have a really up close video on our uh, Golf WRX Instagram where you could see, you know, about how he applies it and where <laughs> he puts it. And you can kind of figure out why. Um, he's just the lead tape king, man. Slab cityed out. Shout out to uh, Lead Tape Chronicles. <laughs> I know Lead Tape Chronicles was all over it, and we have had him on the yep. podcast before. I know he gets a kick out of every time we uh, throw something up with all that lead tape, but no one's got more than Scott Piercy. So thank you for keeping it entertaining. I just want to know one. I want to know the pitching wedge. What's that round circle in the middle? Like, is there a coin underneath there? Is it like a penny or something? Yeah. What is there? A, that would be so funny if it was like a dime. Yeah. Or a like what's there? Or, or did he like use like a? Is that legal? I mean, I guess it's just a weight. I mean, I guess as long as it doesn't move, I think it would be legal as long as it's stuck there. But the other question is, what's what's the swing weight of these? Like, how insane is the swing weight? Because like. If, if somebody's, you know, especially a pro level, like a Scott Piercy, if he comes in and he's like, hey, I'm playing standard length, uh, you know, irons, I want them to come in at D5 or, you know, a heavier swing weight, D5, D6. I'm pretty sure Titleist can go into the, 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 the boxes of heads and sort out some really heavy heads. Like, I know, at, even at the retail level, they do that. They've got heads. But he's playing 680s. Well, I know, but, I'm, I mean, they still make the, I mean, they're still making heads for him. He's not, like, finding those on eBay, I don't think. So they're not still making those heads. I bet they pr- pump out a few sets of heads I for tour. Just, I think they're reserve heads. Yeah, but they I, from back in the day. You don't think? Oh no, I, I bet they. I bet they've had some made to, to have stock of for a few guys on tour and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess if they're six eighties, even if you're still making them, you're probably not making a ton of them. But man, like, what, what's the head weight on that thing? Like, what's the head weight on that pitching wedge? It's got to be insane. <laughs> it's got to be just crazy. Insane. And no club is but safe. We we talked to him. Um, last year, I think it was in Memphis. Didn't he say they were like D7, D8 is what he tries to hit? Just absolute hammers. Yeah, which are hammers. But you see all that lead tape, you're like, what is that, Z4? (laughs) 
<laughs> Seriously. There's only one... That X3 you got in there? There's only one visible club in the bag that doesn't have a piece of lead tape on it. And that's his 57-degree wedge, which is probably a 56-bent mm. week. That's the only club that doesn't have lead tape on it. I mean, we don't we don't see his putter. He's got SM4s in there, too. Yeah, he's got some older, some older wedge, but they all have tape except for the 56. His driver's got lead tape. We don't see his putter, so we don't know if his putter has lead tape. Um, but every club is not like, – there's no safe club. Like, if you're if you're a golf club that's got Piercy's bag, get ready. Lead tape's coming. <laughs> you ain't safe. Yeah, lead tape's coming, boys. <laughs> you're not going off the rack into the bag. No. You're taped up. You may, you may get all built and show up beautiful in the bag, and then, nope, <laughs> lead tape. <laughs> it's prettier with the lead tape on it, I think. But it's, it's hilarious to me that, like, his irons and wedges aren't anywhere near even a decade old. Like, they're way old. Yeah. And then – He's just got the new driver. <laughs> He's got the new TSR. I think it's a two, but even that's got lead tape out on the uh, out on the toe. Out on the toe, yeah, yeah. And it's he just got the best bag. It's so. I mean. He's got you know the the utility four iron that's just slathered on there. I mean, it's just an awesome bag. And you know, a guy like that who goes through as much lead tape. I mean, what's his lead tape budget every year? A couple thousand bucks. His lead tape budget. <laughs> a couple thousand. I don't think he's worried about the lead tape budget, <laughs> but it's probably more than me or you. Yeah, Titleist Titleist Tour Truck lead tape budget is higher than any other OEM <laughs> out on tour. I think he does it all personally. Oh. So it's a personal budget. Maybe he writes it off as a business expense. <laughs> the IRS. It was just tax season, so yeah. next time I see him, I'll ask him. The IRS is auditing him to see there's no way you can humanly spend <laughs> that much money on lead tape. He's getting audited for the lead <laughs> the tape. The lead tape. <laughs> I, I did on my wedge. That's a good joke. I did on my wedge put uh, a little piece of lead tape with, this, with the, like a little crown and SP on it, and I left it on it. Oh, yeah, that was great. It was in my bag today. I actually played with it. I kind of forgot it was there. No kidding. And played with it, yeah. Played with the Scott, the Scott Piercy homage or is it homage, homage, wedge? Yep. So. If you want to see what Nudson's talking about, <laughs> head on over to at TG2WRX. That is the Two Guys Talking Golf Instagram page. Yep. I know that we don't give that page enough love. We don't post enough on there. So we, we're going to try. Yeah. I'm not going to promise, but we're going to try. But if you want to check out Nudson's um, – <laughs> Ode to Scott Piercy, the lead tape king. Check that out. Ode to All right. Let's bring it back to New Orleans a little bit. Right. We have the Taylor Made Dumont head covers. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm calling them. Yeah, I don't know. It's Taylor Made's custom head covers for Cafe Dumont, which is a famous New Orleans spot for um, coffee, beignets. Yeah, little pastries. Never had one. But. Uh, what else? What else do they have there? I don't know what else they have, but there's a lot of dishes with powdered sugar all over them, and it's a <laughs> New Orleans staple. It's got like the green and white striped awning yep. out front. They also sell um, like pastry mix and then coffee grinds in like this yellow packaging that's super yellow. Um, Tailor made as they do made some custom head covers for the week and I thought they nailed it with the green and white stripe um, mallet putter cover and then they did the metal woods with the yellow Yeah. and then on the inside of the metal wood covers they had the green and white stripes like oh did they? I think they just nailed it I think they just nailed it and I think they are actually available I'm sure it's going to be a limited edition thing but um, I saw a tailor-made Instagram post where they were actually selling them. So you can get your hands on them, and all the tailor-made guys had them on their bags this week. Greg Moore, obviously, got photos of them. Of so if you want to check those out, Golf WRX Forums is where you go. Or at Golf WRX Instagram also has some tailor-made Dumont, Dumont. content. Um, I just jumped on their website. What do you got on there? I just jumped on their website, and it looks like all of them, all three, the wood head cover, the mallet, and the blade head cover, uh, all available still right now. So if you want okay. one, I would suggest snagging them fairly quickly because these limited editions like this typically do not last long. Uh, I, I think they're super cool. I mean, the mallet cover is just really cool with the awning and all that, like right on it. Um, 
the blade doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's it's like a, a dress shirt with a bow tie to kind of like signify like the waiters and stuff. That doesn't do much for me. It's okay. But uh, the mallet cover is really cool. And Nonsense, a hater. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the wood cover is pretty cool as well. Uh, not heavy. I, I've never been there. I've been, never been to New Orleans. So I've, I can't uh, say that I've ever experienced. Probably why you're hating. Uh, but I do like uh, the, the head covers a lot. I think they're really cool. I was very surprised to see anything custom head cover wise from a brand just because it's not, you know, it's not a designated event. It's not a big time event. It's not a major, but I love it because this event is especially festive with, you know, the two man teams and it just being the culture of Nolans. Yeah. So that's pretty cool that Taylor made did that. And I thought they pulled it off. So there's the uh, TaylorMade Dumont. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a very surprising amount of prototype action. And I know that you wrote a lot about each of these topics. So what I'm going to do is I have four different prototypes listed out. Okay. And I'll just let you rock with your take <laughs> on them. All right. I'll give you the floor. All right. <laughs> we'll start with the PXG Dagger Plus. Yeah, the Dagger Plus. what do you got? It's a uh, it's kind of an old school look. Um, it's interesting with this one of the being a prototype because I think it is going to come to retail in some fashion or or possibly is already. But uh, PXG putters are I think are kind of underrated. But this is kind of an old school, simple mallet style. Uh, it's got a really wide, long, like wide flange on it. The flange is a very interesting alignment aid where it's got two straight lines that kind of frame the golf ball and then two dots that would be in the dead center. Kind of an interesting way to frame it. It is center shafted. It's like a little smiley face. It kind of if you look at it a certain way. It kind of does. Uh but it's a really small kind of small blade. It sits face balanced, uh center shafted, and yeah, it's just kind of like a, you know, an old school look uh, when you look at it, but then you flip it over and you've got, you know, the pretty t- the common PXG interchangeable weights. Uh, that you can get different weights, different uh, weights for to kind of dial it in, and then it's got two high density tungsten weights that are permanently attached uh, out at the the toe and the heel. So it's the look that isn't for everybody. It's kind of Zach Johnsony. Uh, it's kind of something like kind of along along the lines of something he would play. Not everybody necessarily love it, but if you like kind of old school retroish putters, definitely kind of worth looking at. It's it, it, they're good putters too. I've I've played the uh, the battle ready stuff and it's it's pretty solid. Next up, Odyssey White Hot Versa 7 Center Shafted. This is, what are we looking at? This is one that I'd love to kind of know the full-blown story because the bottom sole, uh, you know, the White Hot Versa is back after 10 years of being away. They, they brought it back, so it's a, a black-white-black like all the new Versas are. But it looks like it started life as an S-head, which is a little, a little slant neck. So a little slant neck down near the heel. Got some toe hang to it. Uh, when you have that little slant neck, this one center shafted, but it still has the S badging on the sole. So I don't know if they maybe cut the slant neck off and then welded on a post for the center shaft or, or, you know, do they come as blank heads and the tour department could weld on? I, I don't know, but it's interesting that it, it was, or at least is designated as an S head, uh, twin 15 gram weights up near the face, uh, the interchangeable ones on the sole. And then, uh, at retail, there's, uh, just a sight line on the top line of the putter, just a single sight line back to the kind of OG uh, white hot number sevens with the triple, triple dots, triple white, you know, three white dots in the top line for alignment um, center shaft. You're a number seven guy. I love the number seven. You get all happy when you just say the number seven. I love the number seven. The one question that I have on it, and I actually tried to hit up Johnny wonder on Instagram and he didn't answer my question was the fate. Wow. Well, he didn't answer. He acknowledged like he saw me and he said like beef, no, I just I, he he didn't give me an answer. Golf I, geek beef. I, I just asked, you know, I didn't get an answer because I want to know this one here, uh, and I've seen a couple Odyssey prototypes kind of floating around. That the tour ones, the the insert is a white hot insert, but it's got like a really heavy texture to it. It's not as smooth like like a regular white hot insert isn't like perfectly smooth. Like it's not like glass smooth. It's got a little texture to it. This one seems to have like a really heavy texture to it, and I've seen a couple others on tour. And I want to know, you know, is it something that, that is influencing feel? Is it making something a little softer or something like that? Is it muting the sound? Or is it a texture that is going to influence, like, spin, hop, and skid? You know, is it something that's going to 
add a little more forward roll is going to add a little you know backspin or hop to it for certain players you know depending on how they bring the club into the ball that's the one that i'm kind of interested in the the biggest part of it is is what's up with that face and i, I haven't got an answer yet so I, I hit him up on ig in the comments on a post he had about another putter um and he acknowledged that it's different but he, he didn't tell me what it is yet <laughs> well more friction on the face always makes sense to me if you need help getting a response, maybe I'll have better luck. <laughs> yeah, hit him up. All right, next up, we got the Titleist Pro V1 X Plus, played by Scott Piercy and Billy Horschel this week, I believe. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, yeah, basically, we, we we haven't got a ton, ton on it yet. Uh, the one thing that we do know is that, uh, or at least that we've been told, a little higher spinning version. So Titleist has their, their CPO program which is kind of some custom products for, you know, it basically starts at the tour level and then sometimes they filter down into stuff that, that we can purchase in kind of limited quantities. They produce it for us at retail, but uh, looking to be kind of a higher spinning Pro V1X. Uh, and they said, yeah, Piercy, I think, uh, you, I think you said somebody else was testing it as well and was, might be close on it uh, on tour. Horschel. Uh, but yeah, Horschel. Uh, but then also Titleist has said uh, they've seen a, a little more traction on the LPGA tour. Uh, where some of those players are looking for a little more spin, uh, especially with the the driver, the top end of the bag. You know, they're looking for a little more spin, keep the ball up in the air, have a little more control, things like that. So right now we, we know it's a higher spinning Pro V1X. We haven't heard, you know, does it feel different? Does it have, you know, different core, anything like that? We, we just don't know, but we do know it spins a little more than the retail model. Whenever I hear something is gaining momentum on LPGA Tour, that's like <laughs> alert going off, that's what the average golfer should yeah. be looking at oh i want to try like i'm a pro v1x guy anyway yes, sir. i was playing pro v1x today i'm, I'm a pro v1x guy i love it uh, i would kind of like to see what the, the plus is all about well we don't know how long it's going to be until you can try <laughs> if yeah. ever all right last one kbs putter shaft prototypes yep hit us with it lots uh, of colors tons of colors lots of colors gps man that that's the big one so uh, KBS has has kind of been in the putter shaft game. I mean, they're they're well known for iron shaft, wedge shafts, but they make hybrid and wood shafts. And now, and they made putter shafts. They made uh, the interesting one step that had kind of a, a thick handle section and tapered down really quickly to a thinner section that going into the putter for enhanced feel. They made the CT Tour, which was kind of a stiffer, uh, more more stable steel putter shaft. And now they're coming out with the GPS, which is the graphite putter shaft so they're jumping into the graphite putter shaft arena with uh, some other folks and they're basically doing what everybody else is doing they're they're making a extremely stable uh putter shaft that resists twisting on off center hits uh can soften the feel of the putter a little bit and just adds consistency and stability to those uh to those putts as well as you know kind of stabilizing the head especially for longer putts but interesting yeah it comes in i think it's like five or six colors uh that you can kind of take your your pick with but uh yeah the gps seems to be pretty pretty cool i'm, I'm excited i'm hopefully i'm hoping to get one my hands on one here soon so i can uh, give it a roll and that was prototypes with nuts <laughs> and oh and they're 120 we'll see you next week and they're 120 grams for more one of one information <laughs> and they're 120 um, grams but so I just have one last topic. All right. One last topic for you guys. I did talk to Fitzpatrick oh, yeah. this week. He's coming off the win at Hilton Head. Um, obviously won 2022 U.S. Open. Yep. Just won at Hilton Head. Uh, kind of an upset over Spieth. Yeah. But we got to focus on Fitzpatrick's irons. This oh, week. Yeah. He's still playing ping S55s, yep. which he's not the only one out on tour. So it's not like completely ridiculous that he still has these irons in the bag but they are 10 11 years old yeah they're old uh, yeah i'm not as familiar with like kind of the ping timeline but yeah they're, they're definitely they're over around 10 years for a while. old over 10 years old we got the full what's in the bag so if you want to check that out go off to rex forums you know where to go yeah i wanted to ask him personally why you still got those irons in the bag <laughs> have you done all the testing and they just keep winning out like what's the deal and I, I'll leave you with this quote. <laughs> this is for you, really. This is for, I guess, all the people who want to experiment and change things. And even for the people that like feel their irons are getting too old and they have to upgrade or else they're not taking advantage of technology. This quote's for you. 
Okay. He says, and I quote, I feel I've had success with them. So why change them when you're in winning form? That's the big thing for me. I tested other irons a couple years ago in the summer, but these are just the best for me and they fit well. I don't want to change and try and do anything too different. I just want to stay with the same. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Pretty simple right there. Pretty simple stuff. You know, sometimes you just don't need to overthink it. Like if you're playing well with something, nothing's sticking out as an issue. It's not spending too much, too little. You're not playing ter- terribly bad. Then nothing's wrong. Yeah. Just keep them rocking in the bag. It's when there's issues that pop up. And I always just encourage people every year, try some new technology out and see if it's the time. Um, but yeah, if there's nothing wrong, don't change. S55s are still working for him. There's a couple other guys out on tour um, that still are playing the S55s. You could probably get the S55s for like 200 bucks a set. That'd just be, saying. That'd be, that'd be, an, yeah. I wonder what uh, a set of those would cost on. Uh... Um, aside, I bet they cost more than that. In good shape, I bet they... Pink stuff holds its value, especially some of those classics. Um, you can get a set for S55s, about just under 400. Between three, 340 and 400, depending on condition and how many irons. Right about. I need that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was cool that he uh, still showed up in New Orleans playing the event. He's playing with his brother, Alex Fitzpatrick. Yeah, interesting. Um, kind of talking to him for a second. He has some status on the corn ferry tour. So it's not like he's just a scrub golfer, not a pro <laughs> or anything. You know, he's really good. And they actually showed up in the first round of the event. We did record this on a Thursday. So we have the benefit of seeing the first round. Um, let me just pull up the leaderboard real quick to verify. <laughs> they are okay. They're tied for second. They were tied for first as of a couple hours ago, but, um, they're, well, they're T3, one back. They shot 10 under 62 today. It's so, pretty. <laughs> Fitzpatrick's uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. He's obviously on a heater. I'm sure Alex was a little nervous joining his brother in a PGA Tour event right after the win, but he's stepping up to the plate holding his, uh, holding his own out there. So it's got to be an exciting week for those two boys and the parents, I'm sure, are very proud. Oh, yeah. Probably a very proud moment. Um. So it's cool. Just a nice little family affair there. I know uh, Bettinardi did some custom team fits head covers <laughs> for those boys. And that's all I got from Nolans. Yeah. I think it was a fun episode. I always like hearing, especially about the first round of the year. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll probably have a little bit of equipment news from Mexico, but me and Greg will not be traveling south of the border. So... I'm feeling like it's going to be a good time for us to do the head-to-head what's-in-the-bag contest between me and Nudson. So <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, next week is going to be pretty fun. All right. I'm excited. I'm going to have to narrow a few things down. I may have to go hit a few balls this weekend to ensure that uh, I can lock a few things into place because I haven't uh, – I've only locked a couple pieces in so far, so I've got to make sure that, uh, that I get a full bag locked, loaded, and ready to go. And hopefully I have the 11.5 – tailor-made burner mini driver by next week so i can put that in my updated what's the bag setup i'll get you my address and that was two guys talking (laughs) golf we'll see you guys next week for the what's in the bag competition